We get like a candy bar or something when we're on time. <laughs> right? 3.000 DK. Yes, we do, man. <laughs> Central time, everybody. He's on Central time. I am on Central. Wow, you're 100% correct. I forgot we had multi, uh, what do I call it? Multi time zone areas over here, DK. Let's get this one out of the way here from, from Mike. I can't say this. <laughs> what, day is it, what day is it today, Moan? It's hump day. Oh. With that being said, DK, it is time to ring the bell. Let's go. It is, in fact, hump day on the Ramon Foster Show. He's Ramon. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. He's in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm in downtown Pittsburgh. And you are tuned in, and we appreciate that. That's really cool. Never yeah. taken for granted. No, ever taken for granted, DK. We hit the bell. Uh-oh. We've lost Moan. Look how I end up getting split like this in half. Waiting for Ramon. Now he's coming back. Wait, he, I, I see. What? What the? Ah, I swiped on my keypad, man, and it's back to the other page. <laughs> swiped Moan. Right out, you got me. Uh oh. Right out of existence. Right out of existence. Who am I supposed to be? Thanos right now? Jeez. Just like that. Darren Watt points out that it's 6 a.m. Thursday morning in Australia. What? That's all right. I didn't realize we had. I didn't realize it was that big of a time change. Wow, <laughs> I was <laughs> in my other half. Uh, just crazy. for that, Mike's demanding a second accounting of what day it is. You know what? Today is hump day, and it deserves a two time. Okay, simply because we went back in time for a second. Wow, that's crazy. Dude. That's the first time this ever happened. Much, much better. No question about that here. Uh, your favorite barber points out that you really need to be lightly finessing the likes. I love, I love that word right there, finessing. That's awesome. Yeah, we're going to take uh, care of all that stuff, uh, including the business of letting you know that yeah. this program is fueled by your likes, your subscriptions, and your memberships. And memberships are the ones that – they, they kind of stand out for us mm -hmm. because it's, it's a it's a it's a recurring source of revenue for the show uh it's very much appreciated and welcome the way to get that is to uh go to dkps.net slash join yeah. well, let's the Steelers are in otas uh, today it was day two of the second week of otas and what we're looking at right now is a team where there could be some significant surprises. And I know that's one of the things that has you mm -hmm. most excited about it. It could also have other people, you know, a little Look leery about it as opposed about to just it. knowing what you're going to get. Who are the guys that you think might be, you know, the one, two, or three guys where you say, well, this is someone who can be a really significant surprise for this team? Uh, I think the first candidate for sure, uh, probably Mark Robinson, if, if given the opportunity – he can be a guy that's a legitimate surprise. Uh, I'm also throwing – I'm high on Nick Herbert right now. I am. I think he's a guy that can be a unique surprise for this team too. But I'll say this also, DK, um, seeing some articles around the NFL too, they got Kenny Pickett and George Pickett 
George Pickens on it also as genuine surprises league-wide. I, I think that's exciting for us. I, I think looking at those four guys right there, DK, two defensive, two offensive guys that could be unique surprises for us, I'm into that. And, boy, I hope they are. I hope Isn't it funny that, that Kenny's legitimately on that list? Because yeah. He is seen, in, like you said, around the league or around football as just nothing special. So if he were to become – Special is a strong word, but if, if he were to become a really, really good player, a winning yeah. quarterback, that would surprise a significant number of people, whether it's inside or outside the Steelers fan base. I'm sure some of it is inside. It, it would. And this is the other thing, too, about, OK, Kenny Pickett is this DK. A lot of people still think it's a joke. They still don't believe it's real that he was the first round quarterback and he has that P word that we like to speak about potential, right? There's mm-hmm. a whole lot of people that just don't believe it because when you follow up a franchise guy like Ben, there are a lot of question marks. Like, what is the real expectation and play for a guy like that? Um, but they've surrounded him. Uh, they know what Kenny Pickett is and how he operates, too. He's a very selfless guy, from my understanding. He's a very team-first, me-last type of individual, too, DK. And when you have that and team and your teammates see that, it's easy to buy into. And when you can spin the ball and got a big arm and you are mobile if you protect yourself, right, then you can become one of those guys that speak of. What's his level A comparison for him, DK? I'll say this. I hope he's better than Derek Carr. I hope he's better than Andy Dalton. Like, I hope he's two notches above where those guys were in their career. And let's be honest, like, Andy Dalton wasn't terrible. They just had a bad system in Cincinnati during that hot time that they had. Right, DK? Would you hey, call them they, terrible? They had flaws, and some of you called it terrible. So I'll, I'll let that slide, okay? <laughs> we did call it terrible, okay? Uh, but those are the guys I'm looking forward to. Keanu Benton being in that conversation, not so much. Another guy I love to see have a phenomenal year, man, is uh, Allen Robinson. Yeah, that's – I mean, I don't know that Allen Robinson can sneak up on anybody, but that's – you know, if if he were to perform at a high level for the Steelers, it kind of changes the whole rhythm it does. of that wide receiving group. You don't have to rely on Deontay Johnson – to be your possession guy. You don't have to have Deontay be your default guy. Does that make sense? Right. No, I'd no love doubt. that. Oh, my gosh. That would be phenomenal. It's, it's good to have options, right? That's usually how it goes in the NFL. That's right. Um, here's, here's mine. Here's my surprise guy, and it just happens to match this one. DeMarvin Leal is off the beaten path right now, okay? But all he's done – when he's been out there in limited snaps, has shown a propensity to make plays. Wow. He'll sometimes make something out of nothing, which is a really wonderful skill set for a defensive lineman to have. And respectfully, and you mentioned Herbig and whatever guys on the defensive line. And yeah. I, I, look, if you're right, you're right. If Keanu Benton comes in and he's the guy there and you can have him and can. It's a bonus. It's a bonus. But – do not tell me that you're going to have three guys or two guys that are out there snap after snap after snap, not on the D-line. That means Leal is going to get on the field. That yeah. means Leal is going to have a chance to make those plays. And I am into that. I want to see more playmakers up front on the defensive line. I'm tired of it just being Cam for yes. way too long. That is a grand stance right there, DK. I just, really... I, there's a reason that I asked, you know, I had one question for Mike Tomlin three weeks ago, and I, I was going to make it about him. 
Uh, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. This isn't one of those cases where I've gotten to know the kid or something like that. Okay, this isn't one of those. Yeah. I just I've seen enough to convince me that just let's see it's, more. That's let's all. Let's see more. And that's fair, DK. And you made a, a great point though too. Is somebody beside Cam at that position, like Larry O. We know what Larry O is going to bring to it. He's still, I feel like, building that equity inside still a nation, too, when it comes down to it. Uh, but, and I almost put, you know, Lee all in that same conversation, like continue to build equity. We just brought him up to DK the other day, DeMarvin Lee all Like, he's almost like the old shiny toy that you don't play. He's, he's Andy in the corner right now at the daycare, okay, for you Toy Story fans out there. <laughs> That's the way it seems, and it's only year two for him. But it's because, again, Cam does get the lion's share of the reps at that position specifically. If Larry O is out there, he will get those reps too. And the other portion of it is this, though, DK, too. He didn't come on till later, right? He mm-hmm. didn't He didn't come on and get a spark until later. And you saw him in a role, I think, was it against Baltimore? The coach Tomlin said, watch what we do. They, they, they really initiated the plan, carried it out, and now we just wait. So if he is that guy, also making that year one to year two jump, DK, that's a big time get for us. Well, I, I think that's the reason that Tomlin answered his question that I asked about Leal the way he did. Mm-hmm. He just he just said, I don't have that information for you right now. I don't have that assessment for you right now. That's what he's saying. He says, I want to see this guy. <laughs> Show me something. Do, so do you think this is Coach Tomlin don't take it guy this year? Because I'm going to ask him when I see him, hey, Coach Tomlin, is DeMar Leal your don't take it guy? Because if you, for y'all that don't know, the don't take it guy started off with me in a sense where I got worked one day at practice and every day for about two years, Coach Tomlin said, hey, Mo, don't take it. And it really wasn't even an insult. It was just a reminder that you got to go every single day. I know you got it in you, but show me every single day so you build, uh, uh, you, you build a rhythm with yourself. You, you build a, a reputation for yourself right. also and how you go about it. I, I would love to t- – I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk to Coach Tomlin and sometimes someone say, hey, if you can go back, is he your don't take it guy? Roosevelt Nix was one of those guys too. Rob Golden was one of those guys. It, it, it's going to be fascinating to see if he is. Well, it's going to be really fascinating to see if the defensive line guys are taking it in Ooh. the first place because of the upgraded offensive line. Think about it. Right. Okay. Somebody's yeah. going to be taking it. Well, this is this is where they <laughs> you got to first take it before you, you don't take it. You do have to, and this is where they at. They got a nasty guy. I feel like in Mason Cole, he got a guy and James Daniels that is very solid. They got a group that's somewhat been together, right? And in that conversation, right, DK. No matter how it's fractured right now, right. Mm-hmm. They have a little bit more cohesion and togetherness than probably the D line does, in a sense. Not like the reps that Cam and TJ have and mm-hmm. Alex, no. But they've been five together except for one play all year long. Now, you add in competition at left guard. It's different. Left, left tackle. tackle. Yep. You get a little bit of extra shoving. So if they are taking it, oh, DK. Mm-hmm. It's time the, to not take it. If the D-line is taking it, Lord, oh, my. When we come back, the only segment that actually matters that's all of Hey Moan. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. 
the new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show and the only segment that matters, and that is always brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where it takes me a little bit of extra time. Where they have three extra chefs, DK. They do, they do. but Not one, not two. Quality is at the core of every menu item. And those three expert chefs that Ramon just bailed me out by referencing, those guys fine-tune every detail. So that every sub burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they refer to as craveability. Order your favorite entry at the Getco Cafe and Market today. Better believe, believe it. it. Yeah, I like that was it. perfect right there. DK. One of these days, we're just going to have the citizens do this. Yeah, we have just, to. Joe Arroyo comes in with the three expert chefs. That's the easy part, Joe. You, <laughs> you try the try all that lead in the sub burger, salad wraps, and drinks, and all that other stuff. Yeah. It's a little bit different here. Uh, Chris yeah. Davis gets us going today from the uncle table. Uh, <laughs> without even a hey moan, he says, "Let's let's talk special teams for a second. Steve Sims didn't do bad returning punts and kickoffs. I was disappointed right. to see him go. Who's next man up for that task? Uh, Calvin Austin third. You would hope so. That's the first option right there, man. If, if he want to stick, he's got to find more ways on the field than just offensive or running back a wide receiver. Being a special team dream is something that air. I know Danny Smith would love. And also this, the change in kickoff this year. The fair catch going back to the 20, like it's going to take somebody that got some some steel in them to do that type of stuff. Hopefully Calvin Austin is that hungry to be able to go do that this year. Yeah, you want somebody back there for the first time in forever, and I mean forever. I'm talking about A.B. Who, where you just say, you know what, he's dangerous. Yeah. When he touches the football back there, he's dangerous. We want to kick away from him. We want to do different things to avoid him. Nobody fears anything. No. Nobody fears anything about the Steelers special teams. No, no, no doubt about it. When it, but it's there. I'll tell you this, Dan, Coach Danny Smith stresses it. That's his baby. He well, you is can stress wired. it if you yeah, don't have the goods. It but, doesn't but, matter. But that's the thing. If you find the goods, DK, with the teachings that he have, that could be a dangerous outfit for him. It Andrew, really could. Andrew Chandler, who's a member, comes in with a hey moan and says, "Hey moan." Not coincidentally, who was the <laughs> meanest, dirtiest player? that you've ever played against? Y'all know that answer. He was in Cincinnati. Perfect. But, just... did you, but did you line up against him? Did you? Yeah, all the him? time. Just okay. dirt. He called it gamesmanship. I call it dirty. I call it, hey, talking and, and having a little extra spit at the end of your conversation, it's a little rough. Okay, hitting people in the back is a little dirty. Uh, I don't even know if it was mean. I honestly think it was just mental tactics that he thought were very – you know, it was to his advantage more times than not. But, of course, they didn't win big. So, hey, joke's on them. Exactly. Robbie Jones says, hey, Moan, I'm asking a question from the uncle's table. What was Mike Munchak's secret to coaching a good line? Uh, hang on, Robbie. Go you ahead. can't express pride I know. in coming from the uncle's table. What? You can't make that a badge of honor. Look what it got Marvin Wallace. Look Sometimes. what happened to Marvin Wallace. Marvin yeah. Wallace ended up becoming the king of the uncle's table. But he ended up also, you know, Becoming mm-hmm. something more in life. Yeah, he is more like Robbie. Yeah, you over here bragging about brag. getting chicken tenders and peas for dinner <laughs> and juice boxes. 
Come on, man. You want you want to have steak and you know ribeye and have some 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 smoked turkey and some brisket and some real sides that adults have. Okay, and not juice boxes. And not juice boxes. It's nice wine over here. Okay, so I'll stop bragging about all of that. Yeah. But what 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 it what it was with Munch Man was understanding of in, in each individual player. Right tackle is not like the like like the left tackle. Center, be the man. Uh, right guard, left guard, support. Like, it's – you don't really ask, uh, you know, a guy that's a Hall of Fame player, you know, what's next. And that was the thing, too. He was assertive in how he talked to us. And it was with a lot of respect and understanding, too. Like, that's one thing I give Munch credit for. He never, ever cussed us out, raised his voice. It was just a sport – it was just respect. You were, you were adults. You we were adults. adults. Yeah. Yes, yes, 100%. John Knox asks, do I need to ask Urban Dictionary what uncle's table means? No, no. Nah, you just, you just nah. need to be a you need to be a member. That's the, the uncles are the ones that are in the cookout that are shamed by the entire family. Like, we don't want to invite y'all to the cookout, but you show up, but you can't come play the 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 reunion games with us. That's basically what it is. Like, John, solve this major issue in your life. Yeah. Become a member, get your remojis. And do it by clicking dkps.net slash join. Yeah. All right. It's not, yeah. Or by the way, we've gotten like zero members today so far. We, we should just like go on strike. It's all good. DK, well, this is what Steely McBeeman says, though, about the uncles, man. He's the uncle who cooks box hamburgers, not real ground beef. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw a guy who was at the second arrival time. All my uncles are cool. Ask, ask everybody else in the, in the town about your uncles. They're not as cool as you think they are. <laughs> that's that's really really good josh says uh josh Where asks hey moan how was it blocking for levy on bell on that snowy day in buffalo i actually missed that game i was yeah i was salivating watching them just go and go and go i missed that game i forget what injury it was too but miss BJ many was games in. i didn't miss many so it had to be for something significant uh i ended up missing that game but it was a wonder to see it was almost just like when are they going to stop uh, that was one of my biggest just like, God, FOMO moments. Fear of missing out was that game right there. Wade wants to know, this is a good question here from Wade, says, hey, Moan, are, are the, all the penalties on special teams more against the players individually or the coaching quality? Players, for the most part. No, every time. I'm because sorry. you special know that was teams? a block in the back. You yeah, know you're supposed you to pull up. You saw the guy's numbers. You but saw the guy's numbers. This is the unique part about – um about special teamers though they're week to week almost in some situations so those guys are wired a whole lot different like i admire those guys that don't play a position on defense or offense they gotta make money on special teams they go a whole lot harder than most guys do because their jobs are i like you're yeah you're a dime a dozen if you don't make plays on that team and the last thing you can do on special teams is commit penalties by the way you know what's funny when people say uh, and, and you hear this a lot. If the Steelers have a game, whether it's special teams penalties or offensive line penalties, those are the yeah. two that end up getting highlighted more than any other. They just do. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because you think offensive line, I'm not even supposed to know that they exist. <laughs> so if you're getting a false start or a holding penalty and I didn't notice it with my own eyes, yeah. then you are just a terrible person. And also your coach is terrible. Mm. However, when we talk about accountability, as it relates to penalties and people say, why isn't Tomlin showing accountability and whatever else uh, you, you want to know what 
Kevin Dotson told me what he said. The Steelers told him about why he lost his job. Why? Penalties. Penalties. Now that's accountability. DK. It's not a show. It's not reality TV. He just lost his job quietly and apparently unsuspectingly in the offseason. So hold up. Say that again, DK. You you drop that nugget and just roll right past it. No, he, he said, I mean he he what I the, the question that was that was asked was have you uh you know were you told at all by the Steelers if they were dissatisfied with your play? Okay, that was what I said that I asked him. Mm-hmm. And his response was no, they said that I was getting better upswing. The only thing was the penalties. Wow. Okay, so the penalties. Okay, wow. he was in double digits. Dan Moore was in double digits. Can't do that. No, can't do that. To your point about being unseen and unheard of on on game day, yeah, that, yes. that's about right, that's DK. Those penalties, especially pre-play penalties, where you can control them. Oh, wow, DK. That I may have averaged maybe one a year. Some years I didn't get any DK. Yeah, it's just double digits. Double digits both each. That's that's yep. taken away from winning right there, DK. Ryan Lytle's got a good one here. He, he asks, hey, Moan, did you ever finish a season 100% healthy? Uh, relatively. <laughs> if we're speaking about what does health mean, no surgery, no lingering uh, pains from workout. More times than not, I did. I only had one offseason surgery, man. I was mostly healthy at the end of the year. I was blessed more than you guys can believe. Honestly, that's part that of one of the reasons. I, I am sitting here really surprised yeah that's one of the main reasons i was able to stay around alone too it was just like as coach tomlin say sometimes you go to mcdonald's and you order number one i was a big mac you knew what you was gonna get year in and year out play in and play off right dk something like that yeah i just remember i remember marquise at the end of the season it's very different story oh yeah Now, now he played through it to his immeasurable credit but this the stuff that happened to his ankle how many times he had that thing fixed Oh my! The way Numerous. he had to tape that thing, and the amount of time it took him to untape, yeah, that thing. You guys put so much tape <laughs> on your. It's it's amazing to me that you can even move. Yeah, nah. There's a lot that goes in it. DK, we're getting a lot of reaction from the Kevin Dotson conversation too. All right, from my guy Chris. That's a wicked losing an actual job due to penalties. But it's a hundred yards on the field. This is very true, too. Still not a reason for death threats. That's very true, too. There's always more than one side to the story. I guess people finally understanding why that happened. Coach T's a savage. No, yeah, this is Coach. People oh, say Coach man. T's a cheerleader. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Can't have that. He's, he's a cheerleader. He's not a savage. Now, I know Chris is being serious about that, but of course, this is the other side of don't mess this up that we speak about with Coach Tomlin, right? DK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's just – the other thing that, that happens, I'm preaching to the choir here, and you should speak to this, not me, but if you're committing penalties on a regular basis, tell everybody what else is going wrong. What else is going wrong? Yeah. Uh, not For you scoring? to be committing penalties. Well, no, you're not, you're not doing your job. Well, I mean, is that too, or are you wasting guys' reps? Like, there's a lot of things that's, that go on on the practice field. Don't waste reps, don't be on the ground, and don't get penalties. Control what you can control. Having one brain fart of a false start, golly. You can't have one for the next eight games. Like, that's how it goes. A holding penalty. It better be real finicky if the umpire calls it. You know what I'm saying? Like, the back judge, like, if he called it. It can't be one of those blatant pull a guy or this is the other portion of penalties, too. You can't afford to lose that often to where you're holding guys in positions where the quarterback can be set. 
Like that also is a you're part of penalties. You're not sufficiently prepared. You're and not. That, sufficiently. All of that is 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 taken into consideration. It's not just about the impact of the penalty. It's the it's the reflection that the penalty has on you. Chandler Chase asks, "Hey Moan, how does this very off aggressive off season by the con artist help shape the mindset for the team coming up this year?" Very aggressive off season, Chandler says. We, we just talked about it. It's, it's the idea that nobody is going to be comfortable moving forward. Nobody's safe. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to be a part of this team, you got to operate in a certain type of way. Like, Omar went shopping. We've heard Coach T say that numerous times. I'm going shopping if I don't like what I see. Like, that's what happened this offseason. And we just got it lined up right in front of us with Dan Moore and Kevin Dotson. Like, that's the mindset. Like, I <laughs> – I will say sometimes I thought we had time. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we'll grow into this role of Kenny Pickett and the offense will come together and the defense will grow. Omar says, screw that. Give me some ready-made pieces right now so we can compete right now. That's what this offseason did. Steely McBeeman says just because he's benched, meaning Kevin Dotson, although he could also be referring to Dan Moore eventually, uh, doesn't mean he's out the door. Use this as motivation for when your number is called again. Again, yeah. James says, uh, "Get Cam that Super Bowl." Can why isn't that just like a universal rallying cry in the room at this point? Appreciation of the older dude. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. I absolutely love it, uh, and I'm here for it too. Uh, I fully love and understand what that's all about because we all chase it. Like we all have fun. We get in the league, then we learn the business, and we want to roll forward with that. And then you understand, like, man, I might not have much time left. I got to get this. You know what I'm saying? So yes. that's that's all that means, man, is to get Sam, get I say Sam, get Cam that ring. Yes. Lyle says, is this the year that Coach T is coach of the year? What would it take? Uh, get him in the playoffs? Yeah. Win the well, division? It's regular season, is it not? It's regular season for that. Coaches, yeah, always. Coaches in all sports, when they get coach of the year, it's almost always because of some dramatic turnaround that they engineered. It's about exceeding expectations because yeah. in the, the voters' eyes, uh, that coach's contribution was that much clearer because we didn't think that much of the roster, mm-hmm. even if we were wrong. Yeah. Okay? So when I look at the Steelers right now and I see all these predictions for last place and all this other stuff, if the Steelers were to win the division, I'm not making that prediction, okay? Right. But if the Steelers were to win the division, how would you not have Mike Tomlin in this conversation right here? That's very fair. Uh, and that's where I think I was going to go with it, DK. You got to win the division, and that's going to be tough. My question is, what does winning the division look like? Is it 10-7, and 11-6, like that many losses gets you coach of the year? Or do you have to be one of those, what is it, 13 and four type of years for I them? Which so. I don't see I, why. You know, yeah. you, you see him mustering a plan to win the AFC North. As the yeah, it's the left. AFC North, too. That's yeah. another thing. It's not like winning, you know, NFC South or something. I mean, it actually means something. It yeah, means it does. something in the football world to finish on top in that division. Uh, Tony asks, hey, Moan, how much emphasis do you think was put on improving offensive red zone production this season, especially with the addition of guys – like uh, Robinson and Washington, Allen Robinson and, uh, of course, Darnell Washington. Uh, DK, you addressed this uh, about a week or so ago when you spoke about mm-hmm. the offensive red zone's always been really good. And, and emphasized, which and, is what Tony's asking. You yeah. guys worked on it to death. Yeah, out we there, have. Okay? I can tell you without uh, betraying any sort of confidence is that the current OTAs 
they're still doing a lot of red zone. One hundred percent, and a lot of uh, two point plays and so forth. Uh, remember that the number one challenge that's there for this offense, and it is stated as such, and it's come out of Matt Canada's mouth as well, is a lot simpler than anything that we discuss. Score mm. points. Score points. Score points. Yeah, that that's going to be that's where you honestly notice red zone right there is the amount of points you put up in in, in that tight red zone area. But that's always been a big time uh, driving uh, point inside of that building. <laughs> Reg Jeez. says Tomlin should have won it when Duck wasn't QB. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honestly, that's fair. That's very fair. A whole year without Benny still in uh, with an even season. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. I think everybody just kind of expect Coach T to be good more than anything. So that's why it's kind of hard to judge him say Coach of the Year. Every once in a while, it's healthy to put this question up. Since you brought it up earlier, your favorite barber says, and we shoot it real on this program, by the way, okay, why is it that Coach T is looked at as a rah-rah coach and not one who's a Coach of the Year nominee? Uh, I got two things, and y'all, I'm going to just go out and straight say it. Uh, number one, black head coach. I think that plays a part in it. Number two, players love him. So it's almost looked as if he's a friend. He's a friend, not a coach. Like, that's why. But if you ever are inside of that locker room or have dealings with him, DK, and you have, that's not the persona that you get, right? No. I, and I think it's this, too. I think he, he, he wants to will everybody's good out of him. So he gets behind guys, right? He know where guys kind of come from because he also comes from that too. Like, and I think like he he hates to see guys squander opportunities. So when you see him get behind a dude and say, I'm gonna deal with A B as long as I can stomach him, like that's because he know A B can do much more and be much better, also, right? But that that looks bad in the eyes of people. Like it's the dude wants to win. We have a video. That's up on uh, up here on our YouTube channel, DK Pittsburgh Sports. You can find it uh, from yesterday's OTA of Minka Fitzpatrick back uh, fielding fair catches. It's yeah. just something. I mean, he he needs to get his hands on the football too. You can't just show up in games and make magical interceptions. And he's back there and he's fielding punts, and he the ball comes to him and goes right through his hands. Watch the video. Mm-hmm. Watch Tomlin's reaction to it. He's not happy. Yeah. Even though Minka has no chance whatsoever of returning a punt in the National Football no. League ever, Tomlin was not happy with him. That's not a favorite son. That's not a player's coach or anything like that. He wanted to make sure that the standard that's been set for everybody who's standing in everybody, line behind DK. Minka, ready to take their turn, if he lets Minka get away with that, what's the message that he's sending? To everybody behind Minka in that line. Minka it's did okay. it. It's okay. It's okay. Minka you guys did can, it. Yeah, you guys can just go ahead and drop the next one that comes your way. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Cody says, Tomlin's done so well in his career that he's raised his own bar and is held to a higher standard. And Cody capitalizes the S in standard. Let's go with uh, Phil's question here. Hey, Moan, seeing that the Steelers are – $15.7 million in the green for cap space. Am I crazy for wanting to see <laughs> Zeke Elliott contribute as a role player in a three-headed monster? Crazy, I know. You know what? If Zeke is willing to assume a role, the more the better, DK. But what position are we taking away from, Phil McCracken? Like, I, I don't know where you take it from. Um, it's a 
fascinating scenario. It really is. I almost see Zeke going to Cincinnati before he come to Pittsburgh, though. Like, I, I, I'll dream that dream with you for a little bit, though. Well, I, I'll say this. It brings up a separate subject, which is who is your three? That's fair. If you're going to be running the wheels off of this offense, okay, if you're going to be run, 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 what you can't afford is to have a one or a two go down and then have a three who stinks. Okay, yeah. and your three right now is Anthony McFarland. Now, he's been around for so long, and we've gotten so used to him being in the background that expectations couldn't be lower. He's had his moments. Yeah. Okay? But, look, remember that this team needed Benny Snell at times last year. Okay, Benny's gone. Yeah. Uh, they needed Benny Snell, and Benny Snell came through. It was in Cincinnati, I believe it was. He, he's, he had some, some, some good plays, Yeah. you know? Um, this this is something that can this is something that that can become a legit subject here. Yeah, you can still go get Benny back. You He's out could. there in the open market, but I'm not crazy about the 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 third. I'm not crazy about McFarland being my three. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see what happens with that. And you're right, DK. That does come that time if one is out and you need two and three to do the job. Like, what's your three looking like? And he can't be a, a, a knot on the wall either when it comes down to that. That, that's going to be fascinating to see what shakes out. Also, tomorrow's the June 1st designation, too, so it may be some guys end up get cussed. There, I got Robbie Jones saying, Cook from the Vikings. Like, I know there was conversation trying to move him on also, DK. So, Dalvin Cook, that is. Yeah, problem with Cook is that he ran for so many yards against the Steelers that night in Minneapolis that his wheels fell off just from that game. Man. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, our, our guy Ryan, uh, Ryan Lytle says uh, three will be Calvin Austin on jet sweeps. Yeah. The one thing I, I I I don't like about that is that that puts him in a one trick pony book. Like it's obvious when you have a guy like him coming in, like that's you know that's, where he's going. And I hated that as an offensive lineman when we brought in a specialty dude, and it was just like guys, we know it's about to be a screen, or we know it's about to be an outside zone. Uh, it can't be that big of a difference from guy to guy. Yeah, there's no question about that here. Chris Davis brings up Master Teague. I think he Master he Teague. was I think he was just cut. Yeah, yeah. Um, um I, I believe I believe that's the case. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I saw that Master Teague was released okay. uh, just just a little bit ago here. Uh we're gonna take just a couple more today here. Carl points out that Benny was a good special teams guy. Yeah, but he Benny was. could also run forward. Yeah. And and when he came in in a reserve role, that was effective. Mm -hmm. You know, it, because he would just come in and just be a completely no-nonsense type back here. Doug Hone asks, hey, Moan, <laughs> from the kids' table, do not make this a thing. Mate, don't be bragging about table, this. That this is, duh. What about a two-running back set in the backfield? And what was the one reason you can think of that we never won a Super Bowl with all the killer bees and all the rest, yourself included? Uh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, two running back set. I think you can have that with Jalen Warren and also Najee. Uh, that, that also comes down to how creative you think Matt Canada is going to be. Uh, having that type of set, man, one can be a catcher, one can be a runner. Uh, it's very fascinating to see what it looked like. I will say this. As young as this team is, it has a crap ton of talent to be able to do stuff like that. It's a matter of what it looks like, right, DK? Mm -hmm. And the last part, why we didn't get a Super Bowl, that's uh, so many different reasons. Just being honest with you, it could have just been run into bad situations in New England. 
guys getting injured at the wrong time, uh, small, finite, like finite detail. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it, it was a lot of things, man. Like um, the team was capable, which is why we pushed it so hard. It's just it's only one, and we were on the short end of the stick. I can go deeper into that one, DK. That's, 443 that's... members so far. That's in total, not today. Yeah. Uh, we want to add to that number. We're our our goal here, our medium term, short term goal, whatever you want to call it, is to get is to get this program up to a thousand members. That would be just wow. Yeah, DK. I saw something earlier too, man, and I I just wanted to address. Uh, real quick, I know you probably don't want to, but I will real quick. And it was about Arthur Mallette bad talking the Steelers. Oh, and yeah. No, I'm happy to talk about I, it. I would tell I folks. I saw it. Yeah, I, I would tell folks, man, uh, and I don't even know what he said. He he didn't say much. He didn't say I, much. I can tell you what, I can tell you what the, the, the gist of his comments, the same stuff that he told me in the off, uh, told me near the end of the season, and then I printed it in the off, early in the offseason, the difference was this thing had a headline on it that said Mallette tears into Steelers, and he didn't do any such thing. Yeah, and but, I'm seeing it now. It ain't that bad. No, at and all. It, he, you know why what it he, is? Why would he burn a bridge like that? Well, you know trying, what it is? Trying to get a job. DK, he had his aha pro moment. That's what it was. He realized, and he said it right here, man, get what you can out of these bleepers is what he said. There is no loyalty in this business, and that can be true. He's that just can be true. in a general way. Does anybody not – does anybody would have to not know or be familiar with Mallette to know that that's just how he talks? Yeah. Uh, I'd be the first one to tell you if I thought he was ripping the Steelers. I'll, I'll tell you guys directly, okay, that Arthur and I had a conversation at the end of the season where he told me he expected to get a raise. Okay, I actually have shared this. I put it yeah. in the print. I'm pretty sure it's come up here. Arthur expected to get a raise. Okay. Well, the Steelers weren't going to be in the mood to be giving any kind of raise because he wasn't all that great in pass coverage. Arthur saw himself, and rightly so, as someone who gives up his body to make tackles, yeah. to hit hard, to have an impact, and he did very well in that regard. His metrics on the run defense are very good. Unfortunately, yeah. nickel corner also needs to be better at the other thing. Yeah. So there was a very good chance that this wasn't going to work out, and it, it didn't. And Arthur speaking generally, I've got to take care of myself. I've got yeah. there's no there's no loyalty in the business. But for somebody, I don't even, honestly, I swear to God, I don't even remember where I saw it. But I did see the headline on it, and I went like, "What the heck? Yeah. Let tears into Steelers? No, that actually did not occur. It wasn't that bad. It was just the business of what it was. They pay who they want to pay. Sound like he like you said, DK. He expected a raise and didn't get it. And because of that, this is what happens. Ryan reminds everybody, and Ryan's done a lot of these gifted memberships, to renew at the end of your gifted memberships. They don't last into perpetuity to maintain all of your emojis and everything else here. So, well, Moan, that's all the time we have for today. It is. Our guy Swan said that secondary member who doesn't cover well. It ain't hard. (laughs) Yeah, you're a one or two down player, you know? Yeah. If, if, if If that's the case, so. Well, let's do this again tomorrow, Moan. I'm going to be heading over to the Steelers OTAs. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll come back with some fresh information, fun, and everything else. You know, No doubt about we'll, it, we'll DK. Talk about it. Well, till the next time, good people. And no bad mouth in the Steelers, man. Right? And no, and no good mouthing the uncle's yeah. tables. That, that, yeah. that stops today. Yes, that ends today. DK, be cool.
That's that is all. Just that Coach Tomlin it. sunglasses and the Pittsburgh Steelers, baby. That is all. He has many different versions of sunglasses, but that's definitely one of them. Yeah, he's a sunglasses type of guy. Somebody told me today, man, that Coughlin didn't allow his assistants to wear sunglasses on the field. So that he would stand out. And that he needed to see everybody's eyes. I couldn't imagine working in an environment like that's that. A, that guy, there's a long list of Tom Coughlin stories. Wow. That's well, amazing. That's one. And I got my sunglasses on. He, he had his days, though. He did. <laughs> he did. Tomorrow, everybody. Peace.